Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It is the Brad and John Show. You can check out our website at bjshow.co. Every day we put up uh, the show um, on a podcast. It's on, we use Red Circle, but you can just go right to the website, bjshow.co. Typically I'd get it up within about uh, half an hour, 45 minutes after the show's over. So probably by nine o'clock this morning, the show should be up on the website and you can listen. And, and I put it in three segments. So you can listen to the first segment, second segment, third segment. And on the website, I try to put a little, a uh, little handicap, not a, 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 not a handicap, handicap. A, a <laughs> caption, a little synopsis of what's in that particular segment. Okay. Earnings tax. You said that uh, Phil Christovanelli, who's a state uh, rep and isn't he terming out? Isn't he running for state senator next he next is. year? He's running or this for year? the seat that's being vacated by Senator Bill Eigel, who, as we know, is running for governor. Right. Phil has a three-way primary. He's running against another state representative, a guy named Adam Schnelting, who represents St. Charles, and then Rich Krismer, who is formerly the St. Charles County Elections Director. Yes. So it's, it, as of now, it's a three-way Republican primary mm-hmm. for Bill Eigel's seat. Wasn't Rich Krismer, wasn't he a state rep at some point in time? He was. Rich represented the St. Charles area from uh, the er- I want to say the early 90s to the mid to late 90s. And then his son is a former spokesman for U.S. Senator Jim Talent, Governor Matt Blunt. Um, his son is a, a really sharp Republican political consultant specifically for communications. And is if you're running for the U.S. Senate in Missouri, you're going to hire Rich Krismer to be your spokesman. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think Rich Krismer's got to be up there in years because, and I'll tell you why, um, years ago, one of my kids, and I can't remember which one it is, came home from school with some uh, information, uh, essentially it was like one of these little booklets about state government, and apparently Rich Krismer came to their class and gave them these books. Yeah, so, I, it was probably, a, I'm, I guarantee you it was a district directory. That are uh, that are quite popular because, first of all, they're paid for by taxpayers, <laughs> and they're essentially a campaign piece that every representative can give to every constituent or school group. Maybe that's what it was. Okay, earnings tax. The this was a, was that the number three story, or the number two story. You it was. About? Yep, number three. Okay, I know this story real well because a guy by the name of Jack Klobnak, K L O B N A K, Klobnak, Klobnak. Um, I know Jack from way, 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 way back. Jack lived in Carrollton. Do you know where Carrollton is? Or- yeah, Carrollton's on the western part of the state. They're home of radio well, station KMZU, which I'm sure you know, Brad. No, different. This was a subdivision in Bridgeton, okay? Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking of Carrollton, Missouri. Carrollton was a subdivision was because of the fact that the streets are all there, but the houses are gone, Okay. This okay. is on the west side of 270. If you're going, let's say you're up in North County and you're driving along 270 and you're coming down from from uh, Mo Bottoms Road, okay? Carrollton is on the right side there. If you look down, there's sort of like a like a little hill or something like like almost like a valley. You come there's a hill and there's a valley, and I believe parts of the 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 um, community center 
which had a swimming pool and stuff like that, is still there, okay? Okay. Jack right. Klobnak lived in Carrollton, and when it was announced that they're going to put in the new runway out at Lambert, which at the time it was called W1W, now it's uh, officially known as 1129, uh, they announced that they're going to take all this property – Take all this property in Bridgeton, and specifically, they're going to take the entire subdivision of Carrollton. Now, Carrollton... Sounds reasonable for government to come in and say it's their property. Go on. Carrollton was not a large subdivision, okay? I mean, I'm, see, let me, let me, I, mean, her, I, I, made, I made a huge mistake. Carrollton was a large subdivision. I don't want to say was not. was a very large subdivision. And if I'm not mistaken, and i got to go back, there's a guy, there's a couple different things out there on the Internet. There's one of them, a guy recently within the last five years, he doesn't even live here in the St. Louis area, but he drives around the country, and he does these fascinating videos of cities that no longer exist. And in this case, okay. he did a video on a subdivision that no longer exists, and he went through, drove through the, the Carrollton subdivision, and it's really sad because the streets are all still there, but the houses are all gone, and he gives this long explanation. I believe Carrollton was developed by Fisher and Frichtel, or Frichtel, or however they pronounce okay, their name, yeah, Frichtel, which is still yeah. a developer in the St. Louis area. Okay, so when this was announced... Jack Klobnak, who at the time ran an advertising agency. And what's interesting was a couple of the other guys in in the Carrollton subdivision were all high-level people in either advertising agencies, either Darcy or the PR firm of Fleischmann Hillard. So wow, okay. all these guys got together with a bunch of citizens and farmed bad, the Bridgeton Air Defense, Okay. And one of the things they they fought, and they fought Vince Shamel on this, and they went to town halls and stuff like that. But the most interesting part of this is, once again, another guy who lived in, in Carrollton was an attorney. And he started doing all this research, and he found this interesting little thing within the laws of the city of St. Louis, the 1% earnings tax. If you work for a company, and here's the example, and what they found, a bunch of people that worked in Anheuser-Busch and companies downtown, and these people were executives. If you worked for Anheuser-Busch, and let's say you had a week where you were on the road, you were traveling, you were, you know, you never went to the headquarters for an entire week, you did not own the earnings tax for that week. So if, yeah, there, I, I and by the way, not to interrupt, but there's something. There was a brief mention of there are some exemptions of this uh, that are part of statute. But go ahead. Okay, if you if so, in other words, if you can document that you were out of town, and what's interesting was you get some of these high profile executives for some of these big companies. They're on the road like you know, fifty weeks out of the year, not the entire week, but they may be on the road. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're here. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the next week. So, however many days you are missing, you take a percentage of that tax, and you don't owe it. So, in other words, like just nice, super, yeah. super easy raw numbers. If you could document the fact that you were out of town and not at the Anheuser Busch headquarters, or back in the day, the Edgy Edwards headquarters, or any of those kind of things, or even Fleischmann Hiller or Darcy, if you could document that you were out of the city of St. Louis for fifty percent of the year, you only owed fifty percent of the earnings tax. That's so, nice. That's a good chunk of change for a lot of people, right? Yes, and what there was was there was a look-back provision 
in the law, and I believe this was, I think they took this out finally, that you had, you could claim five years of previous years. So in other words, if you went back wow, through, your, that's three, through your travel records and said, no, hold on a minute, I paid my 1% earnings tax to the city of St. Louis, and I was out of the city 60% of the time in, you know, whatever year it was, you could go back and you could, and you could file a refund request from the city, and they had to grant it. No, no wonder Vince Shamo hated these guys. Well, so, so these guys were all advertising guys. They bought ads on radio, on television, and in the, in the post dispatch, essentially saying, "Hey, you know, it's almost it was almost like akin to some of these attorney ads. Like, hey, you might be eligible. Yeah, yeah. If you feel to, like you're entitled to compensation from right, St. Louis City for unjust right. taxation, you might be able to get money back yeah. from the city of St. Louis, and we're going to tell you how you're going to save money going forward. You know, so the city went ballistic. Now, fast forward. The reason this came back into focus again is with the COVID thing. All the people that worked downtown. All of a sudden, they were told not to show up to work, work from home, and a good bunch of them don't work, don't live in the city of St. Louis. That's right. And they don't have to risk, thanks to COVID, they don't have to risk life and limb traveling into St. Louis City. Well, but they fought it, and I think they lost because they said that special circumstances or some crazy wow. thing like that. Well, because, so this is an important fix from Phil, Phil Cristofanelli. You know what? I know his mom, and I used to have his phone number as well, too. I just texted her. She's the reason I know her. She's very, 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 very. At least she used to be very, very, very prominent in St. Charles County in the um, St. Charles County. Um, um, uh, what do you call it? Republican committee, the, the yeah. Republican Central Committee, and she was on the board. And the reason I know that one time we made a presentation to the board for them to buy advertising on our station, and she was on the board. Uh, actually, it was very nice. She actually got us into the meeting because, in fact, she called me up and she says, "Hey, they got these guys from Odyssey who are showing up, and these guys from Hubbard. I think you should be there too, as well too." And the thing that bothered me was the lady. I'll say this right now: the lady from Odyssey didn't want to actually come to the meeting so they, they she put, wanted to dial in or did she just want to send a powerpoint they put her on speakerphone and i'm <laughs> oh, going geez. like i'm going like well that's pretty arrogant I'm why did like, she wanted did she not want to be around so many white republicans or something what's the problem this was during the COVID thing okay so oh, wow. she didn't want yeah. to be around she didn't want to be in the same room with with other people oh of course you know, that could what, be a super spreader especially <laughs> with you there brad yes with me there she was she was doomed so so uh, I, I texted Cindy, it's her name, and I said, I need to talk to your son. I can't find, I would have called him, but I can't find his number in my, in my, in my phone anymore. I had it at one point in time because I talked to him about something else on the air. I don't know what happened to it. Certain things got purged out of my phone. Okay. Um, you know, and I, I have to do something right now, and this is sort of crazy. We're going to try something, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a, a risk here. And I'm gonna an, s- is this another on-air experience, Brad? Yes, the listeners is, love this. This is great. This it's is, an experience this in is, real can, time. Can Brad get the telephone system to work? That's what this is. It's an ongoing bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've worked on this for weeks. I, I use the same phone system in the other studio in Westplex 107.1, and it works flawlessly. I put the same system in this studio, and it doesn't work with a crap. So let me see. Let me try this. Hold on a minute. I don't know if he's going to be on the road, and I have to. I have to figure out how to do all this stuff. Hold on a minute. Let me do this. Uh, hold on. Let me see if this is going to work. 
please leave your message for Drew. Okay, I got a weird feedback. Hold on a minute. Okay, Drew. Hey, do you hear me? Drew, 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 this is your father. I was just trying something. Quick, never mind. Talk to you later. Bye. That sounded like sounded like crap, doesn't it? Well, yeah. you know, it's straight out of Crapville. Yeah. <laughs> that, I don't know if that's going to work. Okay. Um, okay, two things I want to touch on, and then we're going to follow up with the stove thing. Okay. Over the weekend, I heard an interesting term that I thought to myself, I'm that guy. And the term was a hot stove toucher. <laughs> Have you ever heard this? Oh, before? yeah. Have you ever heard yeah. that before? A hot stove toucher as a kid? Well, that's a compliment, isn't it, Brad? If somebody <laughs> well, called me a hot stove toucher, I would take it as a compliment. But you and I are kind of, you know, that's the way built, I, cut from a different cloth. That's the way I took it. I took it as a compliment that is the hot stove toucher. So I'm going like, okay, I'm a hot stove toucher. <laughs> okay, secondly, there is a comedy routine that's on Netflix or something like that, which I thought was sort of interesting, by Trevor Noah. Do you know who Trevor Noah is? Yeah, he is a left-wing uh, co- a comedian, I guess you could call him. Yes. And I guess he's black or, I mean, he's, I don't know exactly where he's from. He's, he's from. He's I, either fully black or half black. Well, right? isn't he from like South Africa or something like that? Uh, I don't know. You're right. I think he's not native born. I yeah. think you're right about that. We okay. can look at I'll look it up while while you tell the story. Here's what's interesting, and I found this fascinating. His bit, one of his a part of his routine talked about the fact that he went to Germany and what he found interesting in Germany is that all around Germany there are things that essentially commemorate Things that happened in World War II and previous to World War II. And and he said the tour guide is quick to point out that that Hitler and all these things, all these terrible things that Germany was responsible for, are taught in the schools and they're openly displayed. There are monuments and things like that that are openly displayed all over Germany that show the history of Germany, essentially show the bad part of the history of Germany. And the idea being is they teach this and they have these monuments that are all over Germany to show people that how big a mistake they made and to never, ever, ever do that again. And I'm thinking to myself, I've heard that, you know, from from folks that I used to work with who were in Germany. I I remember hearing the outlines of these type of, of, of stories. Right. The idea being is that if you put this stuff out there and you go, oh, my God, that was terrible. We don't ever want to do that again. But what happens in the United States? We take we take down General Robert E. Lee's statue, and then secretly anything that mentions the Confederacy, right. anything about a man that might have one day owned a slave. Exactly. We have to we have to we have to you know knock it down, and we have to make a big ceremony about and it. And we have to cleanse ourselves of that. We can't have the yeah. Civil War memorial in Forest Park. We can't have the Christopher Columbus memorial in. And it's interesting in in this in this routine he does. He talks about Christopher Columbus. We can't have Christopher Columbus statue was that in Tower Grove Park down in South City wasn't that yeah and they yeah and they they removed it I guess one morning um under the under the cloak of daybreak because they didn't want to draw attention to it or something like that right 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 and I'm thinking to myself okay at this point I say the German the German people are enlightened we're a bunch of cretins because right of the fact that that once again what's this what's the saying 
those who fail to learn from history are bound to repeat it. That's right. You know, yep. the, the idea being is that instead of taking down the Civil War memorials, we should be taking people to those Civil War memorials and say, look, this man was wrong because he felt that the United States should be a company, company, a country that embraces slavery, and we fought a war over this, and the North won, and we got rid of slavery, and the South lost, and they lost slavery. So that's why this man's got a statue right here. We should learn from this guy because he was wrong. But, Wait, we and, but, but Brad, the different, maybe the differences in culture and that maybe folks in Germany or other parts of the world aren't conditioned to be perpetually offended by a symbol. So there's – you know that there are young people in St. Louis who have been raised, to, if you see the stars and bars, to immediately get your hackles up and claim that you've been injured in some respect. Even if it was part of a Civil War memorial that shows how wrong the South was. You, you still have a right to be offended because you saw that statue. And even if you bought an old model of the General Lee of Dukes of Hazzard right. and it had of the course. stars yeah. and bars on the roof, oh, we can't have that. You know that yeah. the new version of that car does not have the stars and bars on it. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, I do. And there's no – but there's no – I don't think, Brad, there's any unwinding of the notion that these symbols – like – Nobody is going to go back and say, you know what, maybe we should put Thomas Jefferson back up. Maybe we should put Christopher Columbus back up. I, I just see what I found was interesting because he is a very left wing kind of guy. But yet he to me, he was saying things that made perfect sense. And essentially yeah, what he was saying was he was saying, hey, all you lefties out there who are tearing down all these monuments and memorials and statues, you're wrong. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, it was thought it was interesting. Anyway, we have to take a break. We, st- we still got to talk about the stove stuff, okay? Yes. God, you got some good stuff this morning. It's 742.